my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you all are having an absolutely fantastic, blessed day today, and hope you guys, again, you guys are starting off the new year strong and healthy, as always. And you know if you need anything, get a hold of us at healthmasters.com. We're always here to help you out the best we possibly can with multiple sales and specials on right now, including the fasting protocol, the seven-day fasting kit, which is on sale right now with the GHI cleanse formula. Great product, great kit right now for the next couple days on sale, starting off the new year strong. And also to be sure to check out the product of the week, the excellent C formula. That's our vitamin C formula. Very, very effective maintaining a healthy immune system. Also helps maintain healthy collagen. Vitamin C is crucial. we we'll talk about it on so many shows. So I'm not going to get into it all right now, but you can do read up on it on the website if you'd like. And also be sure to vote for you want to see when later on tomorrow as product of the week. And speaking of health and wellness and everything else, it's interesting. Yet another article has come out now with research discussing how certain artificial sweeteners may actually be affecting the brain even more than expected, including linking them to depression and other mental health problems. The study published in JAMA Network Open observed the diets and mental health status of nearly 32,000 women ages 42 to 62. Now, what's interesting about this is, is they all, all without depression at the start of the study. The researchers' goal is to identify specific ingredients in ultra-processed linked food with depression, which no previous study concluded. The 15-year study found nearly 50, 5-0, 50% increase in the risk of depression of women who consume nine portions or more of ultra-processed food a day compared to those who consume less than four portions a day. One of the biggest links was found on the heavily processed foods was artificial sweeteners and artificially sweetened drinks with a much higher risk of depression. Now, what's interesting about this is we've talked about in detail, Dad's talked about it in detail, of what goes on with issues such as the aspartame and the sucralose and these formulas that are so toxic to the body, yet they seem to be in everything. And it goes in here in the article, it says the demand for low sugar foods is high. And food companies are replacing the sugar and many packaged foods with a wide variety of artificial sweeteners to keep the sweetness without adding calories for years now. They go on to say here, diet sodas are the biggest battle for most. Also, certain protein bars and protein powders are some of the worst offenders. And I've talked about this in detail. The reason why I'm bringing this up again is because I have told you I have yet to understand how companies that claim to be about health and fitness – and wellness and exercise and staying healthy and strong. And they literally will stuff every single product they have with sucralose, which is a chlorocarbon sweetener. It's essentially a pesticide. It's designed to be used against bugs. They take the chlorine, they take the sugar atoms and they basically pull them off and they replace them with chlorine atoms. And they've stated in research that this compound is completely stable on the table. Like nothing else going on. It's a stable product until it mixes with hydrochloric acid, which just happens to be the stomach acid in your body. And when it meets that, the atoms from the chlorine actually break off and they're released directly into the digestive tract. They cause all types of health problems with digestion. They completely ruin gut flora and gut microbe. They completely disconnect the connection between the gut and brain. They also cause enormous problems with the kidneys. And on top of that, 
It's unbelievably toxic for your overall health when it comes to toxicity. This is a product that I've never understood. And this is why I've said so many times before, if you're actually looking at products or companies and you're looking and doing the research on what's in them, if you find any product they carry, any product, and they have sucralose or aspartame in them whatsoever, you need to question every aspect of what products they're actually carrying and what they're providing because they clearly are not about your health. I know when we worked on the muscle blast formula which if you guys have ever tried that before it's our branch chain amino acid formula it's incredibly good for exercising especially people that are really into fitness that want more muscle endurance and energy while they work out but don't want to be using a bunch of stimulants or caffeine products the muscle blast i've gotten so much feedback from that product over the years from people that exercise and how it continually helps them push forward and more weight and more endurance and more training without having to go in and use stimulants. And when we put that formula together, I was adamant, you know, no artificial sweeteners, no artificial flavors, no artificial colors, none of it, zero, wasn't even a question, could not compromise it, would not even consider anything on it. And it makes it much more difficult and much more money. That's one of the reasons why these guys use these artificial flavors and sweeteners. They're dirt cheap and they can cover up the, the flavoring of bitter aminos or bitter B vitamins and they can cover it up very easily, very quickly, very cheaply and not have to do a lot of R&D and not have to do much research whatsoever on any of it because they can just go in and say, okay, listen, stuff it full of sucralose, stuff it full of artificial flavors, tastes great, it's bubblegum, super delicious, Skittles packed flavor and people buy it up and don't even realize what they're putting in their body. But this research right here, they're talking about it, they said trying to resist these cravings is easier said than done because artificial sweeteners are highly addictive, says Dr. Sawyer. Another study from 2016 identified how certain synthetic sweeteners tell the brain that it has not consumed enough calories. This signals the body to eat more because it thinks it needs more energy. The sweet-tasting substance is also shown to raise blood sugar levels, putting some people at risk for insulin resistance. On top of that, additionally, these artificial flavors produce the feel-good neurotransmitters, serotonin and dopamine, which activate the brain's reward system and enhance the mood. So if the person's feeling down, this is another reason for emotional eating and continually including these products and consuming these products in their body. And now they go on to say here, further on in the study, is what I want to talk about. They said the ultra-processed artificial sweeteners increase the risk of depression. However, it's still not completely known how this actually works. They said essentially the system that may play a role in the development of mental health disorders by influencing neurotransmitters and hormonal pathways that regulate mood, appetite, and digestion. As the evidence shows that gut microbes are involved in the purinogenic signaling. This further explains how a disrupted gut microbe is linked with mood disorders, serious conditions including obesity, diabetes, heart disease, and cognitive impairment. Frequent use of artificial sweeteners causes a significant imbalance in the gut bacteria and leads to inflammation. A disrupted microbe could be very significant and causing adverse effects on the mood. Please, my friends, if you're trying to maintain your health, you're trying to stay strong and healthy, look at the ingredients on these packages. Look at the products you're taking and consuming in your body. Do your research, especially if it comes to gum or it comes to sodas or it comes to energy drinks. Quite frankly, you don't need to be using a lot of those anyways. But again, everybody to each their own. There's still products out there if you ever want to try one that's actually decent. I know there's one like Virgil's Root Beer they make. They use cane sugar in it. 
I don't drink soda, don't really care for soda. If I drink a half of a soda in the past, it gives me a headache, blood sugar just goes sporadic. But if you want to use that for an occasion, try to get something as clean, as natural as possible and not be dumping these artificial sweeteners in your body. I'll post this article on the website and you guys can go into detail more of it. But again, it just shows one after another after another research study that once again – we're constantly lied to by big food companies, and we're constantly told these things are safe and effective when in reality they're not at all. But at the end of the day, I guess at this point now, nobody can expect to be told the truth from anything when it comes from pharmaceutical to big agra to the government uh, to pretty much anything down the line, which is why you got to do your own research. It is so important you do your own research. But that's why I wanted to get out this morning and talk about that and let everybody read this article on the website today, Dad, so you can continue to understand – Read the ingredients that go in your products, and that's why we're so transparent about what we put in our formulas and why they taste so good, even though we keep them as clean as possible because we actually care about our products, we care about our customers, and we especially care about everybody's health. What do you think, Dad? How are you doing this morning? Well, Austin, one of the main reasons that we do that is because you know we're held to a higher level of accountability by God. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to put something out there that's bad. I'm not going to take something this bad. I mean, we manufacture the highest quality supplements we can take because, and we can make because we ingest them ourselves and our family takes them. I mean, think about that for a second. You, know, you get these big chemical companies; they're not going to drink this stuff. I remember, I remember uh, there was that one movie a few years ago. I forgot what it was. It was about you know polyfluorog Teflon coatings in the water. Dark waters. Yes, and the guy ended up basically putting some of this stuff into a glass of water and told the guy who was manufacturing to drink it, and he refused to. I'm not going to drink that because he knew what it did. He knew how toxic it was. And the problem we have with the general manufacturing now in the United States is because it's Kabbalist, Luciferian owned. They don't care if they poison you. You know, The Delaney Amendment back in the 70s was passed, and it said that you cannot have any product in the food supply that's been linked to cancer, period. But it didn't make any difference. They still put it in the food supply. I, I wrote a whole article on aspartame. It's available on the website. In fact, I'll post it up again on the news feed. It's called Aspartame, a Chronicle of Crime. And I'll tell you how they got around the Delaney Amendment and what they did and all the machinations behind the scene with the Food and Drug Administration. Now, the head guy in the Food and Drug Administration who basically was going to go against aspartame was hired by the law firm that was actually coming against aspartame. And he the case lost the statute of limitations and it was put on the market. Heck, that was 40 years ago we've had, we were dealing with aspartame. I have a friend of mine who's a pastor over in Lakeland, and he was hopelessly addicted to diet sodas. And it didn't matter how many, how many, how many articles I sent him. It didn't make any difference. He couldn't stop. And now his, his brain is doing really badly. I mean, he really is not doing very well anymore. And I, I warned him that was going to happen. And the sad part about it is, is that how many times do you have to warn somebody? How many times do you have to tell somebody that a certain product is bad? I mean, if you know that brain tumors, brain cancer, seizures, headaches, optic nerve degradation, and blindness are part of the side effects of aspartame, why would you ingest any of it? And if you know that kidney calcification and kidney failure you know, is part of the side effects of sucralose, why would you ingest any of that? And I asked that question you know, rhetorically because it doesn't really have an answer because the people can't answer the question. They just think that it's okay because the government said it's okay, so we're going to go ahead and drink it or eat it. And they don't realize that the same Luciferian group that's running the planet are the same ones that are manufacturing these products and poisoning you. You know, I, I spoke to over a million people back in the 90s. I did thousands of talk shows as a guest. I mean, I was on some of the largest talk shows in the world. And I, they even asked me to be on Oprah, but I turned her down because they wanted me to debate like four or five allopathic physicians at once, you know, like medical doctors. And they were going like, to basically just come in and just, just slam me. And I said, I'm not going to do that. They wouldn't let me use an 800 number so people could contact me, and the internet wasn't prevalent yet. And I didn't have any books in print. So it wasn't going to help me at all. So I just chose not to do it. 
Plus, I don't really care for Oprah. She's so stinky liberal. She kind of nauseates me between you, me and you guys. But but the reality is, is that I did all this. I spoke to a million people at live seminars, groups as large as 45,000, telling them the dangers of aspartic acid. I'll never forget this, Austin. One time I was – I think it was in Indianapolis. And I was at the CD table. You know, we sold CDs and tapes and all that kind of stuff as far as the Drink and Be Healthy program and other home study courses that I would put together. And I remember this lady walked up to me at the tape table. I'm asking, I'm asking all these questions from all of these people that are asking me all these specific questions on their health. And I'm just being nice. And I'm saying it's in this product, it's in this product, it's in this product. You get that you learn about this. And some lady has a diet soda in her hand, and she takes it, and she shoves it in my face, literally two inches from my nose. I almost blocked it. I almost threw a block up and knocked it out of her hand. And she goes, I'll drink this, whatever you tell me to do. I'm not going to listen to you. I don't care. And I looked at her. I said, I don't care if you drink that. She goes, what do you mean you don't care? I said, you don't care about your health. I don't care about your health. Why would I care? That product contains 10% methanol. It's paint thinner. It cannot be made non-poisonous. You want to drink it? Have at it. Have some more because methanol is addictive. So these street people who basically get addicted to methanol and you know and all types of you know alcohols and weird things that they start drinking out on the street, it gives them that alcohol fix, and so they don't even care, and then they end up going blind from the wood alcohol. And, it's, and, it's, and it, the thing is so sad about all of this. You sit back and you watch it all, and you kind of go, "Are people really this naive? Are they really this stupid? Are they? Are they why didn't she go read <clears throat> some articles that had been written about aspartame, which were available back then?" You know, before she started getting in my face at the CD table, I really can't answer that question. I guess it's the same reason when I was at Whole Foods a couple of years ago. Uh, you know, I had a couple of women start screaming at me and yelling at me at Whole Foods because I wasn't wearing a mask. I actually wasn't Whole Foods. It was Greenwise at Publix in Lakeland. And, you know, and then, I, then, I, then I, I remember I had a couple – I had one guy who was – I was at a Florida State football game in the middle of that pandemic garbage. And I remember the guy basically looked at me, and uh, I was in the elevator with him. He's a big boy, all steroided up, wrestling coach from another university. He was competing against Florida State for that weekend. And I get in the elevator with him. He's wearing a mask all, you know, trying to suck air through the mask. And I asked him how he was doing. He goes, I was doing good until you got in here without a mask. And he's probably weighs about 240, 250. He's a big boy. I looked at him, and I said, dude, I said, Florida's a free state. I said, you're welcome to get off the elevator anytime you want. I said, don't tell me what I'm supposed to do and what I'm not supposed to do. If I choose not to get a vaccine, if I choose not to wear the mask, I'm going to choose to do so. And he looked at me kind of funny because I guess he didn't expect you know, me you know, to talk to him. He's probably in his late 20s to talk to him like that. And then I had another guy at a hotel up in St. Augustine. You know, I got on the elevator, and he had his mask on, and he was wearing a shirt on Evolution as far as us coming and crawling out of the slime. And he goes, I can't believe you got in that elevator in front of me. I'm not going to ride the elevator with, them. I said, with you. I said, good, don't ride the elevator with me. Dude, I don't care what you do. I said, you can tell me what to do. I said, we live in Florida. And, of course, it's one of those things that people don't realize. You know, we have freedom of speech in Florida. You know, an article just came up, and it was talking about how many, basically, states now don't have freedom of speech any longer. And, and you stop and you look at it and you go, well, why in the world has this happened? Why are we in an anti-free speech state? Because the laws and regulations they passed. Here's an interesting article from Lou Rockwell. It says, for years, we've discussed the alarming shift in the Democratic Party on free speech with candidates running on pledges to censor opposing views and politicians supporting blacklisting and censoring on social media. Many citizens oppose such efforts to restrict the rights under the First Amendment, but are unaware of the work of the representatives to limit free speech. Now, a filing in the Supreme Court supporting censorship offers uh, efforts by the Biden administration has supplied a handy list of anti-free speech states for citizens. The Fifth Circuit previously ruled in Missouri versus, Missouri versus Biden that the administration officials likely violated the First Amendment and issued a preliminary injunction banning the government from communicating with social media companies to limit free speech. Not surprisingly, 
the state of Florida is, I'm sorry, the state of California is leading the effort to get the Supreme Court to reverse the decision and joining the government from censorship. censorship. California has long sought to impose speech limits on doctors, on businesses, and citizens to silence opposing communist viewpoints. However, 23 Democratic-led states joined this ignoble effort in signing onto the brief of California Attorney General Rob Bonta. The brief lauds the past efforts of these states to combat harmful content. So here are the states that want to limit your speech. Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Delaware, Hawaii, Illinois, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Minnesota, Nevada, New Jersey, New Mexico, New York, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, Vermont, Washington, Wisconsin, and District of Columbia. I mean, think about that for a second. All these states are signing on to limit your rights for your First Amendment rights. And the majority of these states are all democratically controlled. Now, here's the irony of all of this stuff. The ACLU, the American Civil Liberties Union, which is basically locked up with APEC is what it is, you know, and also locked up with, you know, the Anti-Jewish Defamation League. You know, it, it basically at this point at one time really pushed free speech for everybody when they were trying to get their communist indoctrination into the United States. In my opinion, this is, of course. But now here they are sitting and siding with these other states to prevent free speech. You think, wait a minute, why would they stop free speech? Well, because they don't want you knowing what they've done to you. The only reason they would take your guns away from you is to be in fear because they don't want you to shoot them for what they're about to do. I'm just telling you the truth here. They don't want you. That's why they want your guns. They, they figure that tyranny can come in and take everything away from you, whatever they want to take it, whatever they want to take it up. You know, interesting article by Paul Craig Roberts today. It says setting up white Gentiles for genocide. And um, it's, 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 it's good. He goes, the insatiate, the insouciant, which means the, you know, they're basically, they don't really care about what's happening to them. You know, they kind of are flipping. The insouciate white race faces genocide. Feminists and feminists, and we talked about this yesterday, have taken the male role and left the home. Okay, I'm going to start that again. Feminists have taken the male role and left the home. Jobs for white males are disappearing, even in the military. As the middle class shrinks in size from jobs offshoring, Hiring and promotion freezes on white males, as announced by a long list of U.S. corporations in the Pentagon, have decreased the value of the white male husband as being a provider for the family. I'm adding some of this to this article. As all corporate advertisements show, the push towards mixed-race marriages is in order to eliminate white people. As long as our leaders can get rid of us this way, they won't need death camps. To understand how disadvantaged and handicapped white Gentiles are, I'll be called every name in the book for mentioning the EEOC official who imposed racial quotas that violated the 14th Amendment's Equal Protection Clause and initiated the erosion of a merit-based system. If I had an employer, I would likely be fired. In contrast, the government of South Africa, a black country, is accused of blood libel for referring Israel's ongoing genocide of the Palestinians to the internal court of justice. Consider also that as the white Gentile children who are taught by indoctrinated white Gentile school teachers, which is lesbians in most cases, many times, paid for by white Gentile taxpayers who were indoctrinated with the belief that they and their parents are racists responsible for enslaving and holding down black people. The FBI reported, reportedly formed an investigatory – or to investigate and monitor white Gentile parents who protested at a school board meeting at the brainwashing of their children. This is the America that white Gentiles live in. And he goes on to say the prospect is not good. 
America has become a country whose leadership class refuses to defend its borders on the grounds that border defense is racist, evil, and a violation of human rights. In other words, our leaders believe that we have no right to our own country. It is not violators of our borders that are under attack. It's the anti-open borders website. New York Attorney General has been organized by bot attacks and his ability to receive donations to make payments under the emergency message regarding how dare you well, – now you can be rearrested itself. But the point is this. Here we have this. The United States is being overrun at likely underreported rate of a quarter of a million migrant invaders per month, 250,000 per month. That's $3 million a year. Instead of defending against the real threat, American taxpayers are forced to give a trillion dollars more annually to the Pentagon to protect us against being overrun by the Russians, the Chinese, and the Iranians, countries that have no such intention. Russia, China, Iran have sufficient problems of their own. Why would they want to take on occupation of a Tower of Babel with a decrepit infrastructure and a ruined environment? Why is America's defense focused on false threats instead of the real ones we are experiencing? I'm going to repeat part of that. The United States right now is spending a trillion dollars a year in defending the country from foreign invaders. Instead of defending against the real-time threat, American taxpayers are being used. The Pentagon is used to protect us against being overrun by Russia, China, and Iranians, and countries which have no such intention. However, we have three million, which is probably a low number, coming across the border every single year, and this is a problem for us. Guys, listen to me. This is so important. You know, one of the key things here, remember remember the, the one quote that I give you, the sign of true intelligence from the, from the author of The Great Gatsby. He said this. He goes, the sign of true intelligence is to be able to take a look at both sides of the narrative and discuss it openly and defend both sides. I understand that we need better immigration into the United States. We need smoother immigration. It shouldn't take 10 years to migrate into the United States. I got that. No question about that. That's correct. But allowing three million people to come across the borders and destroying our culture in an open air environment south of the border where they come over by the tens of thousands of giant caravans being funded by Soros and the gang and just allowing them to walk into the United States, that's not okay either. And as long as we continue to do that and we hold up like Austin says, the Krispy Kreme donut sign, free cell phones, free Krispy Kreme donuts, free housing, free everything. You get everything for free. Whenever you want something for free, it's all yours. Come across the border. Have fun. Land of milk and honey. We're going to take care of you. You never have to work again, and you'll have fun here because we're going to put you on our welfare system. That's stupid. But again, this is Cloward and Piven. This is cultural Marxism. And I discussed it in detail yesterday, what's happened to the American family. And as long as we have this group running the planet, this group of people that are basically witches and warlocks and wizards and weirdos, you know, who are basically working directly for the fallen angels and the other entities that have the other dimensions that control this universe and this planet, it's not going to get any better. That's why God had enough of all of this stuff and sent us Jesus. He inserted Jesus into the timeline. He inserted himself into the timeline, his only son. To die for us, to allow us at that point to you know, not have to deal with this stuff eternally. Listen to me. These entities that run the planet, they really don't like you, and they want to take you and take your soul and torment you for all of eternity. These people are – entities are that perverted, that sick. God's given you life and given you abundance through Christ, through Jesus. All you have to do is accept him. Ask him into your heart. Tell him you believe who he says he is. Repent of your sins. And move on with your life and realize that we have an eternal glory. We have an eternal reward with God in heaven forever. O death, where is thy victory? Where is thy sting? 
That's how we have to look at it. They can't touch us any longer once we get saved and accept Jesus. Always remember that because if you keep your hearts and minds in Christ all the days of your life and you tell other people, listen to shows like this, that are giving you hope and encouragement in the future and making you realize you've got to stand your ground and not be insouciant and allow yourself to understand what the Word of God says, it's going to change your life for all of eternity. That's not hyperbole for all of eternity. Always remember that, that Jesus came here for a reason, that you were bought at a price, and keep putting him up first and let people know it's time. Yesterday I was talking to a friend, Austin, and I said to him, I said, if you want to know if a guy's a Christian, if you go out with him, see if he prays before the meal. See if he prays out loud in public before the meal. Because he's not a Christian, he won't do that. What do you think, Austin? You're spot on. You know, it's one of those things that I've always told people before because I've been around people and I've had dinner with people that, you know, may not be very well-versed or religious in background stuff. And I always, I've always tried to do that as far as say grace with every meal. And what's interesting about it is, this is what I've always found, even people that aren't religious, even people that may not even go to church, if you're out with them or you're doing with them or you have some meeting with them and you still say grace, invariably when you say, hey, hold on a second, guys, before we eat, we're saying grace – Everybody at the table will invariably still bow their head and show reverence because they respect you and what you're saying and what you're doing, especially when you say it with authority. Say, listen, this is what we're doing. We're saying grace. We're showing reverence for this meal that we're alive right now, that we're breathing right now, that we're eating right now, that we have the ability of success to come out to eat dinner right now. It's just a small gesture of respect, and that's what I think a lot of stuff comes down to with God Almighty is it's respect. You know, it's showing that reverence. It's showing that penance. It's showing that, hey, you know what? I know I would not be here on my own. We didn't come out of the slime. We didn't come out of the mud. We didn't come out of a amoeba that decided to just continually grow and expand in this, this complex body that we're in right now. That's always the funny part of me when I've had topics with people and they start arguing evolution and all that. And I'm like, do you understand any aspects of physiology? You understand how complex we are? You're sitting here, oh, yeah, this amoeba in the water decided it was just going to keep going. Guys, you want to see what happens when you put something out in nature on a basic level, go take a vehicle out or go take a you know a dead animal out. Go take anything out and put it out in nature for a year, a month, six months. You know, pick a time. It all goes back to the earth. It all goes back downward to the earth. It doesn't keep going up. It doesn't keep growing. You could take a brand new car right off the showroom floor, brand new, fully waxed, fully ceramic coated, everything ready to go, full fluids. Go stick out in a field for ten years and go check on it. Let me know. Did it, did it grow? Did it evolve into a very well and nice polished you know, motorhome and RV? No, nothing does that. And so what's funny about that is that concept that people continually bring up, it's all a cop-out to try to justify their ability to not want to believe in anything. And essentially when it comes down to is the, the self-God aspect. They want to pretend that essentially they are a god, the narcissistic standpoint, and they don't want to address and acknowledge the fact that there is someone that's much more powerful than him, and it is God Almighty. So, yeah, you're exactly right. Praying before meals, saying grace before meal, it's absolutely crucial to just make that standpoint, just saying, hey, listen, I'm appreciative of what we have here. I'm showing reverence. Everybody needs to bow their head. And it takes – what do you pray? 20 seconds, 30 seconds, 40 seconds max? You know, it's funny to me 
how sometimes people prioritize certain things. You know, I've, I've had a pet peeve about this for years, especially when I talk to people that are trying to get back in shape or trying to exercise. You know, again, I always try to encourage everyone, you know, and tell people, you know, and, and gas them up some. You can do this. You can do that. But it's always fun to me when I try to give people advice. They ask for it. They ask for it because I generally don't push anything on anybody for the most part. Unless somebody brings something up, then I'll start telling them my opinion. But I'll walk around trying to convince everybody. Otherwise, or certain ways, if you talk to me and you ask me a question, I'm going to tell you my opinion at that point because you asked for it. But I've had people come in and they go, oh, yeah, well, I'm, I just have such a hard time eating clean. I can't do this and I can't do that. I said, Dude, you're, al- you're already setting yourself up for failure. You're saying I can't do this and I can't do that, and you haven't even tried. Oh, I've tried to eat this. I've tried to eat clean. I said, no, you haven't. You have not really tried. You may have attempted in a failed botched attempt. You may have attempted to not go eat a tub of ice cream at night. But that's not me. You're not trying. Well, I don't have time to get to the gym. I don't have time to do that. I don't have time to do this. I said, well, what would you do last night? Well, I, I chilled out the house when I got home and basically uh, you know, watched, watched a movie with my wife on Netflix. I said, oh, quick, so, so you didn't have time to go get a 20-minute workout in, but you had time to binge watch some garbage on Netflix for two hours. Hmm. Priorities. And this is what I've always learned a long time ago. And dad always taught me this when I was younger. He goes, people will always find the time and the money for what they truly prioritize. And that will show you a lot, guys, about relationships as well. I've had friends over the years. I've known people over the years you know, where you're constantly trying to reach out to them. Hey, man, I'm encouraging you. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. And every time you call them, you want to talk to them. Oh, I'm busy right now. I'll call you back later. I can't talk right now. I'll text you later. And so it's just one-way street. And then you, sometimes you get friends where you've constantly supported them, and then they turn around and send you these unbelievably nasty letters or putting you down and talking crap about you behind your back. And you're like – Dude, what's up, man? I've always had your back. You know, this, this is how you're going to treat me? But again, you always figure out what people prioritize with their time and with their money by what they actually go for and what they actually prioritize. You can sit there, and I do it all the time. That's funny because my brother asked me about this when he was over the house the other day. If I don't have time to go to the gym or I'm just not in the mood or I'm trying to get stuff done, pretty much every single morning, I try to get up in the morning. I'll do 25 dumbbell curls. Like I said, curls in my room. Do 25 squats, 25 sit-ups. I have a pull-up bar, but I have it at the office right now. This is not the house. I switch back and forth. And literally, I don't know, what, five minutes? Maybe five minutes max? It's right there. Boom. Get your cardiovascular system going. Get your blood pumping. Get your mind pumping. Get your muscles pumping right out the gate. People go, I, I can't do that. I'm too busy. You're too busy to spend five minutes on your body. The gift that was given to you freely, essentially, that you didn't earn, you just got handed, and you can't do a little bit of exercise? Nah, man. Excuses only satisfy the person telling them. So again, if it's something that's important to you, it's something you want to do, make it a priority this year. Make it a priority to get your health back in shape. Make it a priority to get your your body back in shape. Make it a priority what you want to work on and what you're trying to fix and what you're trying to handle. Do the best you can. Again, sometimes you may slack off. Maybe things you do and you're like, you know, this isn't working right. This isn't the way I want to do it. I'm changing up. That's fine. It's not. There's nothing wrong with changing stuff midway and changing strategy midway. There's nothing wrong with taking a step back and saying, listen, I've been working on this so much. It's still not working. This is not working right now. Maybe I need a break from this. Maybe I need to work on something else. There's nothing wrong with that either. That's perfectly fine. But it's the push and the attempt and the priority of saying, hey, listen, I'm still going to try to work on something. I'm still going to try to work on this direction because I know it's something that should be a priority. Just my two cents on it. thought I would throw that out there since Dad kind of talked about some of that as well. Also, too, in other news, this is interesting as well. Another, another study just came out basically showing that the research – on the RNA COVID shots, 
people are suffering rates of high rates of ribosomal frame shifting, which causes your cells to produce off-target proteins that can trigger unintended immune reactions. According to the authors, an off-target cellular immune response occurs in 25 to 30% of the people who receive the shot. I mean, this, I can't do sometimes I start reading this stuff. It, it just keeps getting worse and worse with this shot every time I pull another article up. And then I think to myself, I think to myself, you know, what a wonderful life. No, I think to myself, why is it that everybody, those huge portion of people knew that vaccines take four to five years to go through testing and development to see if they do stuff like this? But yet so many people were still so willing to push an agenda because they were lied to and they said brainwashed. Oh, deny. And yeah, exactly. like that just talked about with the mask. Just talked about with the mask. You gotta wear a mask in here. I don't have to do anything, bro. Just like you don't have to not wear a mask. You're welcome to wear a mask. You're welcome to get a shot. You're welcome to eat aspartame and sucralose. You are welcome to do all of that. This is a free country, a free state, a free society, and it's still a republic as far as I'm concerned, if we can keep it. But this concept that is slowly being indoctrinated into the population, and a lot of it happened during COVID. I called this out, and the people that were awake understood it. The people that are awake listened to me. I said one of the entire concepts of what they're pushing with COVID is that you do not have the right over your body. You do not have the right to say no. You do not have the right to free speech like Dad just said. You can't ask questions about what this shot is doing or why these masks don't work or why you have to stand six feet apart from somebody in a register or why you have to shut down your business. You can't ask those questions. That right there was one of the biggest, most blatant attempts we've ever witnessed in American United States history for a saying, you cannot question the narrative. You cannot go along with anything that we don't agree with. You cannot do anything that we don't tell you to do. We have the right over your body more than you do. That's what almost an entire concept was about is what they were pushing. The collectivism mindset that you don't own you, that you're not you, that you don't own your children, that you don't have any of these things. That you're just there in society and they deem fit what they allow you to have. That's not Christian. That's not biblical. And that is not a republic. I'll tell you that right now. So people got to start getting that mindset out of their head. And what's interesting about this is back this article here. I said, according to the research that just came out last month in 2023, December, the nanolipid and community made by Pfizer is toxic to cells and triggers pro-inflammatory cytokines and reactive oxygen species that disrupt the mitochondrial membrane, causing it to release its content, cause RNA mistranslation, DNA mutations, and destruction of the nuclear membrane and more. Frequent, repetitive COVID booster shots or using RNA and other vaccines poses a grave public health risk, the scientists warn. Meaning what they're saying is this RNA gene therapy and what it does, it causes your cells to produce these proteins that are off target with unknown effects. Exactly what dad's talked about before, the cytokine storm when your body didn't have enough D3. These shots cause that. This is what explains why you're seeing people that were having these side effects of long COVID after they got the shot. Where months and months and months down the road, they were continually fatigued. I remember I told you guys, one of the car dealership salesmen that I knew down in Miami. I went down there to go meet with them, look at a vehicle. This is back in 2021. 
I went down there and he was told me before he, I got down there. He's like, yeah, I was in the hospital last week. They can't figure out what's going on. I tested negative for COVID, negative for flu, negative for strep, negative for everything. He's like, but I, I'm not right, bro. He's like, I want to sleep all the time. Every time I sleep, I still feel exhausted when I wake up. I have no energy. My body's hurting. I don't know what to do. And I asked him, I said, did you get the shot? He's like, oh, yeah, I got both the shots. I want to make sure I was protected. I said, well, when I saw you <laughs> January of 2021 before this shot rolled out, you hadn't got the shot and you were super just high energy working on stuff. You were snappy. You knew what you were doing. You talked about stuff. And I said, you're like completely different. He was, I just feel horrible, man. I got the shots over the summer. I, I can't figure out what's going on with me. And it was funny because even though I talked to him and I remember dad talked to him, it wasn't clicking into gear of what that shot did to him. They still would not admit and understand that that was the main culprit. And you got to kind of do one plus one equals two, right? If you do something and right after you do it, you get horrible effects from it. Is it a really good idea to go do that same thing again? You got horrible effects from the first time, especially when it comes to your body. You've got to be aware and understand what your body's doing, how it's being affected. That's why it's so important. The better you eat, the better you feel, the more resilient you are, the more energetic you are, the more susceptible, but also the more understanding you are of certain foods and compounds that are bad. Now, when you eat them sometimes, you get something you're like, dude, that's, that was no good. I don't feel good. My energy's down now. I got brain fog after I ate that. That happens to me a lot if I ever eat anything, you know, basically off kilter. That's why I'm so picky about what I eat. That's the same way. And so, again, once you get your body like that, that means your body is starting to detoxify, and it means it's starting to function properly like it's meant to. And it's so important you continually keep your body strong and healthy. But I'll post this article right here for this research study that just came out at the end of last month. It goes and talking about here about the frame shifting, which causes your basically your cells to completely go berserk here. And again, this is so wild to me that more and more this is all coming out. And yet 90% of this stuff was already shown in the Pfizer documents that got produced to the FDA. A huge portion of this stuff already was exposed during the clinical trials, yet the FDA, as compromised and sick and twisted as they are, they still approve the shot for emergency use. And currently, right now, today, as I am speaking, they are still recommending that six-month-olds and older get this shot. This is horrific. This is criminal at the very least, and this has to be talked about on a regular basis because this thing is not going away. It is not getting better, and there's a huge portion of the population that really needs to make sure if they have done this, they're staying away from it now and keeping their immune system strong. It's one of the reasons why we put together that spike protein survival kit with the E, the natokinase, and the N-acetylcysteine, three super effective products that are not only great for your cardiovascular system, they help prevent the blood clotting with serious issues, and they help detoxify the body with N-acetylcysteine. We're getting spike proteins cleared out. Those three products right there are incredible. That's why we put them in that stack on that kit that we have on the front webpage all the time because I've gotten great results from that from so many customers. And again, if you did something, if you're doing something, if you've ingested something, or if you've eaten something, or if you've drank something that you know is not healthy, detoxify your body. It's not the end of the world. The body is very resilient, but you've got to make an effort and you've got to push forward. Just like I said earlier, you have to decide what you're going to do to make changes to continually stay strong and healthy. That's my take on it, Deb. What do you think? You've got to make the changes, Austin. In fact, the article just came out of Daily Mail and it says how exercise really is the antidote for all that ails you. The definitive evidence that shows just 20 minutes a day can help prevent almost every disease. It says that physically active people could have a 42% reduced reduction of diabetes. The CDC recommends 150 minutes of vigorous activity per week. 
you know, and we need to understand that hundreds of billion dollars spent, you know, researching cures for chronic diseases. There's a natural antidote. It's exercise. And I'm going to add one other thing. It's also proper supplementation and eating clean. That's why I cover those top 10 foods never to eat over and over again, which included pork, aspartame, shellfish, margarine, high fructose corn syrup, junk, chlorine, fluoride, you know, high fat dairy products that aren't organic, you know, coffee, alcohol. I went into detail, soy products. I went into detail on those as seminars all over the country for, for many years. And I, and I you know, it's, it's the poison that we put in that causes so many problems with the liver. It really does. I told you just a few weeks ago that alcohol, when you ingest alcohol, the body's liver pretty much stops doing everything else it's supposed to do as far as enzyme production and everything else and hormones. Everything stops because it's just got poisoned. So when you drink alcohol, you're poisoning yourself. And, you know, it, and it takes three to four days to get the lipase levels back up to normal, which burns the body fat instead of storing fat. So if you have two one-ounce drinks a week, like on Monday and Thursday, you never stop storing body fat. You get fatter and fatter and fatter. I ran into a well-known TV evangelist here a few weeks ago at the mall, and I hadn't seen him in about 10 years. I'd done his talk show many times. He has gotten really, really fat, bless his heart. I mean, I don't want to pick on him, but his whole face is fat. And I know for a fact that he loves to drink wine. He hammers alcohol every day. And, he, and finally, after you know 10 years or so, it's caught up. And he looks 25 years older than he did 10 years ago. And he said to me, he goes, he goes, doctor, why do you look so young? You look younger than you did, you know, 10 years ago. And I'm like, well, you know, I take care of myself. I actually do what I say. I tell people to do. I actually eat clean. The other, the other day, uh, I'm going to read you this. This is funny. And because I, I got a kick out of this, the way he said, it. I've got a good friend of mine who's also another pastor. And he said something to me last night. And I'm going to read you this. Let me pull it up. I wasn't planning on doing this. And, and I thanked him for it because it made me feel good. Because you know, every once in a while it feels good when somebody says something really, really nice. He said, uh, he goes, you look ridiculously young, Ted. It's unbelievably, actually. <laughs> That's what he said. And I started laughing when I when I read that. I started laughing. I thought, wow, okay. The other night I was in a restaurant. I saw a waiter that I hadn't seen in years. And he told me, man, you look younger than you did a year ago. And I said, or two years ago or whatever it was last time I had seen him. The, the point is this, and I'm not trying to boast because anything that I do or anything I say is by the grace of God. But I want you to know that my walk talks louder than my talk talks. I'm so careful with what I eat. Just the other day, it was me in Austin and Atlanta, the two grandchildren, and of course the third grandchildren is in Atlanta's belly right now, grandchild. I'm trying to get her to name it Wolfgang Augustus Brower, but I don't think she wants to do that. <laughs> been a humor this morning, but I love that name, Wolfgang Augustus Brower. It's about as good as it gets. Now you guys are thinking, Wolfgang, why would he say that? But the point is, that was humor I've just injected, but the point is this. They brought us out some kartoffel uh, potatoes. Kartoffel is German for potatoes. And, you know, the, what you say in German, you'd call it Bratkartoffel, which means potatoes that are fried. And they had been fried in soybean oil. I mean, and they were just – they told me, we use soy oil. And I said, okay, can you, I take them back. And they, I said, I don't want these. And I said, could you please remake them for me and fry them in real butter? And they said, oh, we have butter. That would be fine. We'd be happy to do that. And the taste difference between those – potatoes fried in butter and those potatoes fried in soybean oil was just it's ridiculous because i took a tiny smidgen of one of the soybean oil and it was awful i think I, in fact i think I, i'm pretty sure i spit it back out just kind of nasty at the table but it is what it is but the reality is this we all taste tested the ones in butter and everybody loved them so here i'm not telling you not to do something that tastes good i mean i'll eat baraka tofu every once in a while i mean I had them in the years but i don't mind having them I'll, I'll tell you, I'll have a beer every once in a while, once a year maybe, you know, or something like that. 
I'm not saying don't ever do certain things except for don't do aspartame, don't do shellfish, don't do pork, don't do trans fats, don't do, you know, Splenda. There's certain things. Don't do soybean oils. There's certain things that you just have to stay away from. If I go to a restaurant and I know they use reverse osmosis water, there's a really good JW Marriott over in Clearwater Beach, and I'm not endorsing that, but it's got a great restaurant upstairs. All of their tea and all their beverages are made with reverse osmosis water, and they taste great. And I'll order some tea and have that, you know, like you know, like regular iced tea. But I'm not somebody who's going to be drinking a bunch of iced tea that's loaded with chlorine and fluoride. I have no interest in putting rat poison in my body. So I'm not telling you not to do anything. I'm telling you to cry your potatoes in real butter. I'm telling you to use real butter in your mashed potatoes. Make sure it's organic. And you're going to find out that you can eat a lot of the foods that you currently eat, but they taste really good, and they're actually okay and healthy for you. That, that's the thing that we're trying to tell you on the show all of the time. You don't have to be in bondage to stuff. You don't have to. But when exercise saying it's the cure for everything, I mean, it's, it's pretty cool, isn't it? And then, again, the scientists now have discovered an anti-aging molecule that stops zombie cells that can trigger cancer and Alzheimer's disease. It's called a TFEB protein, and now they've identified HKCD1. So what's funny about this is they find out when you eat high-fat foods like butter, you increase this in your body. Isn't that amazing that God did that for you? How about that? I mean, I buy pounds of butter, you know, every couple of weeks because I use so much of it cooking everything all the time. I don't use anything else besides butter now in cooking. It's just, it's just that good. So this is some tragic news here. I got to cover this real quick. This is from the Daily Mail. There's been an airplane accident over in Japan. In Japan, plane crash today, and five Coast Guard crew killing five out to help quake victims are killed when the jet hits an aircraft on the runway. As new footage shows, 379 people are rescued from the passenger plane, which is like a miracle fleeing past flaming engine just before it exploded. Five people aboard the Coast Guard ship were killed. The play were killed. Now, apparently what happened is there was a runway intrusion. Now, the reason I'm talking to you about this right now is because I'm a pilot. Otherwise, I wouldn't cover this. I've had issues before where you have planes that do runway incursions on you, and you've got to be real careful when you fly. What ends up happening is a lot of different countries have pilots coming in that don't speak the English language or the language of the particular air traffic controller properly. It's just a problem that you have. Something happens with ships. And I remember when I was taking my flight exam, my oral flight exam, I was told this is one of the questions. You're going to be landing on, you know, on runway 11, and you're going to be being, we're going to tell you to hold short on runway 5, not cross runway 5 because they intersect because there's oncoming traffic. What are you going to do? And I told the, the, the examiner, I said, I'm going to tell the air traffic control, no, I'm not going to do that. I can't stop the plane fast enough to not incur a runway incursion, and I could have an accident. I could run into another aircraft. And he looked at me, and he started laughing. He goes, you know, Ted, you're one of the only people that have ever answered that question right. The answer is no. You tell the air traffic control that you're not going to do that because the piloting command has the authority to tell air traffic control, no, I'm not going to do that. So if this plane supposedly that was landing, this big passenger aircraft, was told to land the plane, he sees a potential runway incursion from another aircraft, he does not have to land. He could say to the runway, he could say to the air, air traffic control, doing a go-around, possible plane incursion. Just thought I'd say that. But I feel bad for these guys that died in the Coast Guard you know, plane. I feel bad for the people that had to be evacuated with all that smoke and inhalation mess they had from the big plane. But I thank God that almost everybody got off the big plane alive. It's sad to me when you see this in aviation, and what's happening is this, and I see this more and more now since COVID. A lot of the people that were injected because they were forced to by the Biden administration, they're dead 
or they've retired or they have all kinds of health problems. We're having more and more pilots that are coming in that are younger and have been trained with not as many hours flying, and they make mistakes like this. So my deepest condolences to the families of the people that passed away on this incursion and this accident. But guys, runway incursions are either always the fault of three, one or three people, the pilot that is basically doing the incursion on the runway, the pilot that is landing the runway with the other plane, or the air traffic controller. It's human error, and that's the sad part about all of this stuff. Human error can basically be stopped. It really, really can. By the way, it's an interesting article. It's called The Great Clarification, and it's by Kutzler. And it says it's time for the great uprising to defeat the great reset. This isn't just an R versus D question. It's a 1776 moment. I like that. He goes, I'm already liking 2024. Consequence is itching to return to the American scene. Somewhere around 2016, cause and effect got into a divorce. <laughs> this is funny. After that, things just happened and unhappened with no further orders of effect, like some brute existence without purpose, meaning, or even awareness. After a long journey through a dark place, treading ever deeper into the unknown, knowing you are in the presence of demons, he's absolutely right, from one footstep to the next, worrying incessantly that God has abandoned you, the alarm bell is ringing, Light is shining through, and your eyes roll up like window shades, and it's time to get your mind right. Yes, even nations have bad dreams. Welcome to the great clarification. We are walking to the stupefying criminality of public life, to the immersive, obvious nonsense of people in charge who don't deserve your respect or compliance. How they got into these positions is only another feature of totalistic criminality. What was hidden in plain sight will be revealed to those suffering mere hysterical blindness. It was fitting that the last extravagant political act of 23 was the main secretary of state, Bellows, chucking Mr. Trump off the ballot, their cause, she felt like it, to save our democracy. That might be detrimental absurdity to the derangement we are now living, but leaving behind the signature for, for much that has gone down in the country for the past three years. Women on the verge of reserves breakdown, throwing the crockery of law around the room at daddy. <laughs> That's funny. But I'll go ahead and let you finish reading that yourself. But it's the truth. People are finally getting to wake up. Now, I'm going to say something to you. It's going to sound weird, all right? There was this young lady that I was witnessing to about Jesus here just a few weeks ago, and she called me up a few days later and said, I was attacked last night by something in my sleep. Now, you think, wow, Ted, are you really going to go here right now with this show with this? Yeah, I am. If you don't believe in demonic interference and the reality of demons from other dimensions – interfering with our daily lives or messing with you while you're sleeping in a different state, then you're not awake. You need to read the Bible and realize that Jesus cast these demons out of people. Now you think, well, why in the world would that have happened to her, and why did she call you and tell you this? Well, here's my synopsis of the story. I've been talking to her about Jesus, talking to her about repentance, talking to her about the other world. She'd gotten herself involved with a bunch of New Age nonsense. And I told her, I said, this is something you need to stay away from. you got to avoid these things with chakras and all this other crazy Middle Eastern weird stuff. All these religions that were introduced after the fall of the Tower of Babel by the fallen angels to take people away from their one true God. We cover this in Angel Wars. And I told her, I said, you've got to avoid this stuff and not read this stuff and purge this from your memory and get it away from you. I said, because once I start talking to you about Jesus – who is the author and the finisher and the perfecter of the faith and the blood covenant that he established for you, these entities are not going to want to let you go. They're going to attack you. I warned her, and I said, and they're going to come after you because they want your soul. And sure enough, that night we talked about you know all these different things about God and Christ. She ended up getting attacked. 
And she was terrified when she called. I mean, absolutely terrified. And I said to her, I said, look, I'm sorry that happened to you, but I'm not. I'm okay with the fact that you weren't injured and you got through it okay. But the reality is now you know that the unseen realm is real. Now you know what's out there and what lurks behind the shadows. And I said, that's why you have to keep on the full armor of God. You've got to pray. And then she texted me back and says, could you please tell me how to pray to prevent this from happening again? And I told her, you got to pray that you plead the blood of Christ over you before you go to bed, that you put a hedge of thorns around you, station angels all around you, and any unclean or any foul spirit be cast out, and that they cannot come or enter your residence. She asked me to text that to her. Here's the reason I'm covering this with you in detail. We talked about this yesterday in the fourth turning. The entities that run this planet, Lucifer and the gang. Pick a name, Quasi, Cole, Baal, Wabalik, it doesn't make any difference. Sabbatine, Kabbalah, Lucifer, Synagogue of Satan, same thing. Ancient Canaanite religions, they don't want to let it go. They want it back the way it was in Genesis chapter 6. That's why I say to you every single day, put on the full armor of God. You dig into your trench and you stand your ground and you don't allow this to go any further. And you pray for your family like I pray for you guys every single day. And listen to shows like this to give you this kind of encouragement to let you know that I'm here for you. I'm praying for you, and I appreciate your friendship and that you're my family. You're my brothers and sisters in Jesus, and we, because of that, are quantumly entangled. So when I pray with you, it creates an energy field around all of us, including all of you who are listening today. And I love that because we are here together to fight this fight to the very, very end. I appreciate you guys. I love you guys so much. Thank you for supporting Health Masters, and thank you for supporting this show. Austin, finish it up, buddy. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Oh, well said, my friend. You're exactly right. You know, all of us are in this this wild world together. We're in, you know, with family, with friends, with loved ones, with businesses, with this country. We're all in this together, and I think that's a an issue that you know it continues to arise a lot of times now. Where so many people, instead of trying to work together, even if they have differences, even if they don't agree on everything, trying to work together is becoming almost like this like futile aspect where people stop thinking about the positives or the things that they do have or the things that they do agree upon and start thinking that, you know, everything has to be combative all the time about everything. And in reality, there's a lot of times people are not always going to get along. Sometimes people aren't always going to stay together. Sometimes people aren't always going to agree and see eye to eye on everything. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. That's part of being and living as a human being and being unique. But again, sometimes we have to take a step back and say, listen, okay, I see your viewpoint. You see my viewpoint. We can agree to disagree. There's nothing wrong with that. And we'll continue to push forward and do what we need to do to handle the situations the way we need to handle them. And I think that's part of the issue that we see now a lot in this country where so many people now have you know, one minor disagreement with something in church. One minor incident occurs. And all of a sudden, everybody gets their ego involved. Everybody forgets about everything they've been working on and fighting for and pushing for. Everybody's, oh, no, 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 no. We're not. We're going. We're going to war on this, and it's like, dude. And you, you see all the time with churches, they split. A lot of times, they split over just minor stuff. It's not like this has been ongoing for two decades. It's like, oh, we had one incident, then it happens. And I watched some of that stuff happen when I was young. You know, with the church that I used to go to, and it, it was it was weird. You know, it's, it's weird when you start seeing stuff being brought up and people getting pious and everything else. That's another thing that I've always encouraged people, especially in the Christian world, is you know, be supportive of one another. 
So many times people continually in the Christian world want to push their pious opinion or their religious opinion. Oh, oh, he did this or he's doing that or he's dating someone or she's doing this or she's doing that or he's not doing something I agree with. You know what? Until you get to walk a mile in somebody's shoes, until you get to be where somebody's at, until you get to live in their head for a day, you really have absolutely no right to sit there and point your finger at them, period. Because everybody's fighting and dealing with their own battle in their own life. And a lot of times people need support. And I saw that a lot with church when I was younger, how one little incident occurs and people gang up in the Christian community and sit there and talk about people behind their back and accuse them and belittle them and talk all types of things about them. And I'm sitting there going – you literally are some of the most unchristian behavior-induced people I've ever witnessed in my life. I saw it when I was younger, when I was a kid. You sit there and you want to point your finger at everybody, and that's not the way we're supposed to be called as Christians. We're supposed to support one another. Not necessarily you're going to sit there and agree with what somebody's doing. You know somebody's doing something they shouldn't be doing or they're fighting something. You don't just sit there and say, I fully support what you're doing with this, and I'll continue to do what you're doing with you because I agree with it. You say, listen – I don't agree with what you're doing, but I got your back. I know you're fighting this. I know you're working through something right now. I got your back. Let's get through this together. We're going to push through this. We're going to grind through it. And I think if the United States American patriot Christian population started using that ideology a little bit more together, we'd be less bickering and less fighting and less divided over some of the most trivial, stupid, stupid things I've ever witnessed in my life. And we'd actually be coming together saying, listen, we have a common enemy, and his name's Lucifer. And we're fighting against them every single day. We're fighting against all these different strange things. We got all this weird stuff going on with 5G. You know, I had somebody bring something up to me the other day about that whole system. It's active denial weapon platform system. And you see so many people now losing their crap and just having mental breakdowns and just, I mean, losing it. And is, that a, is that a contributing factor? I don't know. But again, use wisdom. Turn off your Wi-Fi at night. That's one of the best things you can do. And continue to keep your mind strong, your body strong, and continue to push forward and encourage one another to do the same. And I thank you for supporting Health Masters. You may not agree with everything we say on the show, and that's perfectly fine. I fully understand that. But we're here to bring you the truth the best we possibly can. And you supporting Health Masters keeps us on this show every day and lets us get the truth out there to everybody as far and wide as we can reach, my friends. So I appreciate everything you do. Thank you for the support. Hope you guys are having a fantastic start your new year keep up the strength keep exercising keep your mind strong keep your body strong and keep pushing anything you need if you have any questions feel free to give us a call at health masters 1-800-726-1834 we're here to help you out have a blessed safe awesome night and we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always
broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network. 